0: Welcome to The Power of Taking Action, a podcast on equity, diversity, and inclusion. Guests will discuss frankly and openly, share stories, and offer what they've learned about unconscious bias, privilege, and other barriers to inclusion, as well as what they plan to do to take action within their teams and organizations. Tune in to be part of the conversation. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Joanne John, and I'm inviting you today to a podcast entitled, The Power of Taking Action. Um, I'd like to say a little bit about uh, the podcast to begin with and the, the topic. It's something called EDI, and I'm sure most of you are familiar with that acronym. So by now, you know it means equity, diversity, and inclusion. But not everyone is clear on how these three words um, take meaning in your day-to-day work life how do these three concepts show up in your meetings in your assigning files in assessment processes and in interview sessions so today i am joined with guest natasha rendy and you will meet her in a few minutes she was a participant in a four-part series that um, was the brainchild of Manik Ramdan at the School of the Public Service. The participants, including Natasha, had an opportunity to listen to a couple of um, assistant deputy ministers who came and spoke about their shared experiences. Uh, There were conversations about unconscious bias, about privilege, about allyship, and also opportunities for the participants to flex their muscles a little bit with uh, peer-to-peer co- coaching. A little bit about me: I am a former um, senior public servant in the area of communications, and I was engaged by Manik um, to work uh, with one of her team members, Courtney Amo, and together we developed a series, and um, we and this has culminated in this podcast. So. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Natasha. Our Natasha will, in fact, introduce herself. She'll do a much better job than I will. (laughs) So I will turn things over to you, Natasha.
1: Oh, that's a lot of pressure, Joanne. Thank you so much. (laughs) My name is Natasha Rendy. I'm um, a director of special projects in the Office for Disability Issues at Employment and Social Development. I was extremely excited to take the... um, the pilot course that Joanne just referred to when I when I saw the message end up in my inbox. So I was very fortunate to be um, among a f- small group of of executives who who participated in that four part series. And um, I did so because I actually am very passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Looking at people or determining that we know things about people because of one characteristic is something that it just goes against everything that i that that is important to me really right now in a professional context i'm a co-champion for my branches um, inclusive workplace committee so i and putting into practice my passion for, for trying to make the, the workplace as inclusive for everyone as, as we can. So, um, you know, I wanted to come here today to speak about the pilot series and really to urge anybody listening to reflect really carefully and ask themselves if they're doing as much as they can maybe as much as they should be doing to move the yardstick on diversity Mm -hmm. equity and inclusion forward
0: you were part of the whole um pilot project natasha so um you were able to experience all of the areas that i spoke to at the very beginning what i'd like to find out though is what do you think was the most challenging part of the series Because I'm sure there were some things that were a bit challenging.
1: (laughs) There were definitely some things that were a bit challenging. Not just for you, for everybody. Um, So, and I think that's one of the great things about the way the program was designed, um, that we learned a lot about ourselves as we were going through this course right and that's i think that's exactly what we need to do that's that's the intention for me and i only say it's challenging because for somebody who is very as i i think i've used the word impassioned in this space or believes very deeply in diversity equity and inclusion It's humbling to find out that as much progress as we think we've made and as much as we think we know about these issues, there's still so much to do. And so um, I I only say the word challenging because I think it's a challenge to ourselves to make sure that we're continually improving. And you know, it really is just one of those those continuous development or continuous growth areas where I think about how I look at things differently today or would approach issues differently today than I did even two years ago when I became the branch co-champion of the Inclusive Workplace Committee. And that's because of all of the learning and the experiences that I've had in that intervening period. So that's what I loved about the, the pilot course was the fact that we as participants were constantly being challenged.
0: Um, so I would, you know, take a leap here maybe and say that um, this, if you were to now take um, some of those learnings back to your own um, team into your own sort of workspace then, Uh, how do you think the series has helped you to be, um, more comfortable with some of those challenges and, um, and to sort of find your own, um, voice in terms of, uh, approaching those subjects with your team or with your colleagues, the folks in your, or your seniors, the folks in your space?
1: So I think that I've felt comfortable over the course of the last number of years raising issues and being an being an ally or, or a sponsor for for not even not even employees on my own team, but I've been approached in in different organizations or even in this organization by different employees who have asked me um, to be their sponsor it's a absolutely a a privilege for for me to to do that but to be approached as well because I think there's there's a belief that I am sincere when I'm speaking about these issues that that this is something that that I actually believe and that I'm not just using the language or talking about the issue because this is what we're supposed to do now as leaders and we're supposed to champion um, this cause. So for me, what the most important thing is to take from your course or from any of the other courses that, that I've taken is to make sure that I'm having those meaningful opportunities to engage with people particularly with my team because that's the that's the area in which in which I'm starting I think it's even though you know it's more than just whether I have my own team it's it's about organizational culture as mm-hmm. well right the way I comport myself when I'm dealing with colleagues or my superiors, just employees in the organization is still important and I can take these lessons that have been learned and apply them um, in any kind of a personal or professional setting. And one of the things I really loved about the course was when we were told that we needed to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because right. there were, there are going to be situations where we need to intervene. We need to have a difficult conversation with someone about behavior or something that was said, um, and it's not going to be easy. We have an obligation and a responsibility to our employees, to our team, to the organization, to uphold our values and to have that difficult conversation. And one of the things that we had done that I thought was so useful in that course was when we worked on coaching, we broke out into groups and we did some peer coaching so that we could practice how we could approach a difficult situation we were given a scenario and and even though it was a fictional scenario for the purpose of the exercise it was really it was relatable it was without a doubt something that um, most of us will encounter at some point in our in our careers anyway if we haven't already and I think Having the opportunity to have that conversation with colleagues to prepare yourself. Now, that was a fantastic best practice and something that I will make sure that I incorporate into into um, my approach to these kinds of situations. If I need to go and address an issue, I'm going to talk to my colleagues or trusted colleagues some of the people from from the course I will reach out to I think so that you have an opportunity to get some input some advice before going in and it then makes it a little less uncomfortable
0: right right that that's great um and and you so you're talking about about you know what you can sort of bring back and incorporate in these conversations, whether they're with the team or they're or they're with your colleagues, with your with your superiors. Um, it, it is it is all about being able to be prepared and feeling comfortable about having those mm-hmm. conversations, or maybe a little uncomfortable but having them anyway. Um, any more um, tools that you can think of that uh, would be useful to be able to incorporate in into Um, having those those meetings having those conversations having you know those encounters you mentioned you know taking the the peer-to-peer coaching model and using using that Um, are there any others that um, you you think would be useful not not just within your own workspace but within the organization?
1: I feel that we were provided with a number of tools and um, resources in the course and some of it though was really just a list of questions that we were we were given about things to consider when we're thinking about whether or not we have privilege that was a really powerful tool for for me to kind of Get a bit of perspective and step back and think, you know, we hear about privilege and I've read about white privilege, but I'm not faced and I don't recognize on a day-to-day basis that I am um, benefiting from privilege. Mm -hmm. So... I feel that as leaders, being given the opportunity to have conversations and engage with people who are going to continue to put these issues at the forefront to make us realize this isn't a okay. Great, I've taken this course, I'm checking the box, and now my work here is done. Everything's going to be great. I think it's almost. It's almost the more that we learn, the more that we continue to engage in this on these subjects in this space, the more we realize, wow, there is never going to be a shortage of things that I need to do, things I need to be more aware of, um, questions I need to ask. Coming out of this four-session pilot course, I think that might where it really sank in for me that I need to keep at this regularly
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. and I it's it's one of those you know we always say to employees do you want to take on a stretch assignment this might be a really good area for you to to explore if you're interested in in advancing you need to develop this competence or this area of of knowledge, we all need to realize that we have that obligation when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion.
0: Yes. Well, I, I think during the uh, one of the modules, I had mentioned that um, for me, it was when my, my, my son said went to me one time but mom, don't you recognize that you're a senior public servant? You're a DG. You're an act, at the time I was an acting ADM. And he said, you are privileged, <laughs> you know? And and he's like, and you know, because we, we tend to look at the lens of the privilege of others mm-hmm. sometimes um, and not necessarily the, that we might fit into that privilege um, space ourselves. But when I heard that, you know, it was an opportunity to to reflect, to think about that, because there are these Continuous growth opportunities—I think was the word that you used—and that was certainly for me a kind of a you know a, a wake up in that <laughs> in that way um, because you kind of go through your day to day. Oh yeah, we're all public servants. We're all senior public servants. So we're all the same, you know, and forget that. Yeah, but we're all in this cadre of pretty privileged um, mm-hmm. uh, people, p- uh, very privileged employees, you know. So um, uh, yeah, I, I, I can t- totally relate to to what you're saying. Um, there's there is a question that I had, and um, I had to think about it a, a bit myself. And that is, is what we were talking about what you would call a human-centered approach to um, inclusive leadership. And if so, what does that mean to you?
1: Absolutely, I would call this a human-centered approach to to leadership. Um, I think that a human-centered, inclusive leadership is about empowerment and developing our employees. And that's, I've always felt that as a manager, that was my job. My job was to champion my employees. My job was to support my employees and to find out um, what it is that they need to succeed. Um, When when I think about being human-centered, I always have connected best with real people, the people who I could who who I could see who they actually are, whether it's at work or who they are outside of work. Like what is the essence of this person as opposed to just seeing professional work Joanne? You know, Amen. who's Joanne? And so my, my management philosophy has always been, if I'm honest about who I am, and if I can genuinely accept others for who they are, then that philosophy, I think, trickles down and you create this um, open environment where people are going to celebrate the successes of others where people are going to be comfortable sharing difficult experiences. And um, I have had some of the strongest happiest and and high producing teams by going by by doing that by having everybody feel that, they're valued members of the team. Everybody is contributing, everybody's bringing something to the table and we need to recognize that and empower that. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think human-centered inclusive leadership is about recognizing what we need to do. It's about being a humble leader Admitting mistakes, admitting we have a lot to learn, asking questions, putting in the effort. And that gets reflected back to us by by the by the employees on the team. I really I really think that builds a strong, cohesive, healthy unit.
0: Yes, yes. And I think what I'm hearing you say, too, is, um, you know, being an authentic leader. And, 100%. and yeah, and, and that's a key piece, because if you certainly in my experience and I'm sure yours as well, the experience of others, if you are a if you are an authentic leader, then you tend to attract authentic colleagues, authentic team members, um, you know, authentic superiors. I mean, it doesn't always happen. People are people. But um, but that's, you know, a, a big a big part of, I think, the the experience that we're talking about here. We've covered you know a fair amount of ground here, but I have uh, just maybe one kind of specific question. What do you see as something very kind of tangible that you would like to implement now that you've gone through the series, now that you've had uh, you know these these um, these reflections. Is there any one or two things uh, that you would like to uh, bring back? You mentioned the peer-to-peer. Um, coaching model as, as one anything else
1: I spoke with my inclusive workplace one of one of the co-champions I spoke with her I think two weeks ago and and was telling her about this course and shared some of the materials with her and we got quite excited about thinking about you know like we kind of have struggled in the finding ways that or activities that we could do as the co-champions in the branch and, you know, to, to get a sense about what it is that, that inclusion means to the employees in the branch. And with a lot of the materials that I've gotten from, from the course, some of the, even some of the questions, to ask ourselves for reflection or the circle of trust exercise. I think these could be a really good starting point with um, of, of small lead off activities that we could do with small groups of employees to to start really socializing this idea in a more concrete manner. I think everybody talks about inclusion, everybody has their own their own idea, but um, I'd really like to open the dialogue on a broader basis at the branch level, I really would. I, I think we need to start advancing that conversation and looking to see, okay, where do we have gaps and what do we need to focus on? that's our job as leaders we need to show that we are dedicated and invested in making improvements not just in like in the organization because we're told we need to but because we believe it's the right thing
0: to do I totally I'm on side I think this has been a a uh, great conversation is there anything else that you would like to say before before we sign off
1: it's not easy to look critically at yourself and your behavior maybe some of the things you say right and i think we're in a sometimes in a difficult time where Things that we used to say, or sayings that used to be mainstream, are, are now changing. Perceptions are changing, and some people are having difficulty keeping up. I would just say that as it's difficult, it's going to, it's it's not only difficult for you, it's difficult for everybody, right? We're in this together. We should be in this together, and be open to hearing what, what people are telling you. Like if somebody genuinely takes you aside and tries to explain to you why, you know, Natasha, when you said this expression, it didn't sit well with me. And this is, this is why. Oh, okay. I, I hear that now and think, thank you for telling me like we we need to we really I think need to take these things in and respect the person who's telling us because it's not easy to tell people that either right
0: I think that that's a great message that um you know a great message to wrap up on I think you've delivered some good um thoughts and ideas and um you know spoke to quite has, you've spoken quite candidly about your not only your own personal experiences, um, but your experience within the series. And um, I'm just really uh, thankful that you could take the time out of what I know is your busy schedule mm-hmm. uh, to come and participate in the podcast. There will be another podcast in French. Um, it's going to be hosted by Courtney Amo, whom I think I mentioned was my... Um, partner in crime in all of the development of the series once again my name is joanne john and this has been fantastic thank you very much everyone
1: thank you for having me